0: Today on We Here, 50 Cent is revealing that Gail King once confronted him over Oprah. We'll chat with actress Suzanne Summers, who's having a lot of sex during this quarantine. And Lindsay Lohan tells Page Six about her upcoming album and why she thinks the pandemic started. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God.
1: We're on Page Six? Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across Page Six.
2: Page
0: six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin,
2: and I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Hear a Page Six Podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Quarantine day eight
2: hundred and forty-six. 800. Maggie, the story behind the story that um, listeners can't see is you know since we've been doing the podcast remotely. um, with our amazing producers Melissa and Jamila, um, we we sign in to sort of like a Zoom like conference call, right? And to entertain ourselves, uh, it asks you to put your name in, and we've been putting in sort of silly names, usually with a pod pun. You've had, I think, some of the best ones, right? You've had Rowdy Potty Piper, mm-hmm. Pod uh, Stewart was another pod favorite, Stewart Pod Son. Pod son was pretty amazing.
0: You've had some great ones too. Pod only knows. Pod save
2: the queen. Right, and but today my son actually insisted on signing in and creating my name, which today is Potty Poo Poo Shalala. I don't know I mean, why.
0: The <laughs> apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He's on his way to punning greatness. <laughs>
2: I guess potty poo poo shalala. Anyway,
0: the shalala really rounds it out.
2: The sh- it is true because if it was potty poo poo, it would be like, oh, yeah, any like six year old with that. But you throw in a shalala and you've got something because you're like, is there, it almost makes you want to go in the phone book if there is even still a phone book <laughs> and look like- up, like, is there a potty poo poo shalala out there? Like, chances are, yes. You're going to be in like the- whitepages.com or whatever.
0: Hello, Mr. Shalala. Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: the level of entertainment we're at. Actually, speaking of pranking people and trolling people, Maggie, our first story, as you mentioned, is about probably the entertainment world's biggest troll, 50 mm. Cent.
0: Yes. Mr. Spent has Party a reputation. Shalala. <laughs> 50 Cent, he's always kind of... A going after somebody, you know, on Instagram, it feels like nobody is safe.
2: Well, he's actually, it's weird because he is amazing at trolling people on, um, on social media. And a lot of times it's really intense and sort of, um, it it can be offensive. Other times it can be sort of effective. You might remember that he, um, he started a campaign to, sort of digitally uh collect debts where remember randall emmett who's a producer who is engaged to lala not potty poopoo poo shalala but <coughs> lala kent from vanderpump rules and um 50 Cent, um alleged like on twitter that he that this hollywood producer like owed him a lot of money and um, like a million dollars or something like that. And, and, and then it worked like the, the renal Emmett like ended up repaying the debt. Then there was like another rapper that had borrowed money from him, which was like a much more meager sum. And 50 cent was kind of like shaking him down to get his money back. So um, some of these feuds have, have worked his favor, but other times he's just like insulting people. Um, it turns out, though, in an, in his upcoming book, which we got an exclusive peek at, or Page Six's own Ali Coleman uh, saw, the book's called "Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter," which, which I of-
0: actually believe was one of the uh, HR instructions from Netflix when they first launched. It was work smarter, not harder. Oh, really? Yeah, I re- I remember listening to some podcasts where like That's some lady smart. who was the head of HR, that was like their ethos there for a while.
2: Wow, who knew that Fiddy Cent and a human resources executive would have the same They're on the same online. page. They're on the same page. But Basically in the book, he talks about um being confronted by Gail King because of his public beef with Oprah, but the thing that caught my eye and we'll get into that in a moment The thing that caught my eye more than that is he actually talks about his strategy for these for this trolling that he does and why, you know, people think he's just being mean or kind of nutty, but he says that there's actually a method to his madness. There's a reason that he's trolling everyone on social media. So in his book, Maggie, Fiddy writes that he often uses faux beefs with celebrities as a quote-unquote strategy to make people talk about him. And um, that that's all part of his game plan to keep himself kind of in the popular consciousness.
0: So by starting feuds, he's fueling his own news cycle. Yeah.
2: Right, exactly. He's keeping himself in the 24-hour news cycle. You know, he's starting these feuds. Um, Doing his own PR doing his own PR. I mean, some of these feuds have ended up in court, right? Because like a few of them have involved, you know, sex tapes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But in the book, he basically uh, recalls that he was at at a black tie gala. Now, one thing that's odd is it it was a black tie gala that was for Bette Midler's foundation. And Bette Midler has a thing where she sort of is like, has a conservancy for like parks in New York. Yes, and they've Fiddy sent hanging out at Bette Midler's. Wait, I know why.
0: They're both from Queens, and they've both worked for Queens Parks together before. I feel like they've appeared together before. Oh, yeah!
2: God, he's such a a Renaissance man. Yeah. So Fiddy's over at Bette Midler's black tie gala, and he runs into Gail King, and at the time. He was trolling Oprah, right? So Fitty Sen had publicly who trolls Oprah. He had he had said publicly that Oprah's audience is my audience's parents, so I could care less about Oprah or her show. And then he named his dog Oprah.
0: Ah, that is terrible. It's one
2: really bad.
0: I love Oprah. To every time I meet somebody, they're like, oh, my dog is named Maggie. And I'm like, can you not? Really? Like all the time, constantly. You know how many dogs are named Maggie out there in the world? It's so disrespectful. Really? Yes. Stop naming dogs people names. Dogs name that name dog Maggie? Fido. I mean, the name thing, thing is
2: if you're going to name a dog a people name, make it more ironic. Like be like, this is my dog, David. You know, <laughs> it has to be weirder than just like Maggie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm
0: just like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, that hurts me for me and for Oprah.
2: Exactly. So you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ran into Gail King at this Bette Midler gala after dissing Oprah. And he says in the book, Gail is the real deal, a very sophisticated, secure, and smart lady. Good use of alliteration there, 50 mm-hmm. She's never afraid of a situation. So she marched right up to me and basically said, why are you talking shit about my girl? Damn. I, Gail lo- I love Gail King. Right up at the Bette Midler, right at the buffet. She's like, I might be
0: wearing a gown, but I'm still going to tell you what it is.
2: So Fiddy sent, I guess, explained to Gail King at the Bett Midler Gala, whoever thought that those words would be spoken <laughs> for, uh, But you heard them for the first time on We Hear, a paid six podcast. He told her that he assumed that Oprah didn't like him because he'd heard her criticize his brand of hip hop as violent and misogynistic, so he figured he may as well get some press mm. and take digs at her publicly because she didn't like him anyway. <sighs> and then he told Gail, but this shows how Machiavellian Fiddy Scent is. Fiddy told Gail King he assumed that Oprah didn't like him because he'd heard her slam his brand of hip hop as violent and misogynistic. And he figured he may as well get some press by taking digs at her publicly and I guess he said to Gail King at the Bet Midler gala, "Listen, I'd love to be Oprah's friend, but if we can't be friends, could we at least be enemies?" Mm. Interesting. See, that's the level of strategy he's 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 working on. You know what's going to happen? I I already see the next chapter of this for and in in his, in his next book at next year once this COVID nineteen thing dies down, hopefully. He's going to be at Bed Midler's next gala. And Oprah's going to come up and confront him about what he said about Gail King.
1: Hmm.
2: They're going to rebroker the piece. And then, you know what? They're all going to stay in the headlines because that's how all these people are playing the game
0: Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast, Suzanne Summers actress, businesswoman, author, whose book, A New Way to Age, just came out in January. We're super excited to talk to her. Thanks for coming on, Suzanne. My pleasure. Thank you. I love talking about this book.
2: How are you doing, Suzanne? Has isolating, uh, how are you doing? Has it changed your life? What's going on?
1: Oh, we're drinking more. (laughs) (laughs) We started drinking for our Facebook live shows at five. The, uh, hmm. America's uh, biggest virtual cocktail party.
2: So you actually have your own bar now, and you're sort of outside, right at yeah. your at your home.
1: Yeah, it's called Big Al's Bar. In fact, we've invited people over to Big Al's Bar, and they'll call up and go, "I've got my GPS on. I can't find it anywhere." I go, "No, no, <laughs> it's our house."
0: <laughs> so it sounds like a great place to be quarantined. I mean, it's not,
1: this is this is not bad, and I'm a writer. Uh, yeah. So I, I work from home and my husband works from home. So, uh, and we're having Facebook live uh, cocktails and get togethers with friends, which is almost as satisfying. We had one last night. Uh, we have family get togethers by Zoom.
2: And so it's it's almost as good. And how many tequilas do you, do you limit yourself with the tequila or you just go until?
1: I, I, I never have more than two, nor do I want it. Mm, you, get, right. you get, you get, you get, the high you crave with two, I try to have one, but it's it's the ritual of all having a cocktail together that's kind of nice. you,
2: you also have written a lot about your love life, so I, I have to ask you how has this how are you and Alan now you're isolated together? I know you had spent six months in bed together, right when you had a hip injury, although there, you couldn't really do anything during that time, but how are yeah. you keeping your love life? How's it going (laughs) in isolation together?
1: You know, you always find a way. There's always a a position. But for six months, oh my God, I've been, me, I've never been ill or, well, yeah, I had cancer. But other than that, I've never been down on, you know, in bed where you can't get out of bed. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, we're both on hormone replacement and I've written so many books about bioidentical hormone replacement. And uh, for a woman, for women listening and it can happen even as early as your thirties now, because of, I'm going to get to, I'm going to answer your question, Ian. You want to know how much going to And I know. Um, I can feel the impatience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Well, I, oh, I don't mean to use that word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah that's Chrissy We're, Snow. There's a bad girl in her. Um, this, this is the time you should let her yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So for a woman, When she loses her sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, they decline either because of stress, how about what we're going through now, they decline because of environment, look what we're going through right now, they decline because of aging, and uh, some decline because of accelerated aging from a poor diet, a poor diet of excitotoxins, excitotoxins are all the crap that's in processed food. It literally excites your brain neurons to death, excitotoxins. Mm. So uh, what I write about is you got to put back what you've lost because of stress, because of aging, because of the environment, because of your bad diet. Although I don't have a bad diet. You really should think about the food you're eating. Everybody listening. I don't like to use the word food. And when you put them back, well, that old feeling is there whether you have a fractured hip or not I'm getting there Ian here we come <laughs> uh, and i and I have a husband um, who I inject him every Tuesday with testosterone and hmm. um Wednesday's a very good day so we we have found a way my my girlfriends go and you do not have sex twice a day uh, is it's no forced march it's just um He's there. I'm there. I'm in the mood. He's in the mood. Sometimes it's once a day. Sometimes later in the day, you're in the mood again. Because what are you going to do during this pandemic but kind of be in the mood? And the news sucks. The news is the same news over and over and over again. I can't listen to it anymore. And um, so the, the answer, Ian, is... Yeah, most days. (laughs) And the the position is um, not photographable. (laughs) (laughs) But we found a way with a fractured hip. We found a way. How about that?
0: Life finds a way. Life finds a way. So, Suzanne, do you have any tips for people who are kind of struggling? Maybe they were in a relationship before this or they're quarantined with their partner. Like any advice for people to keep it spicy if they're apart from their partner?
1: I really think um, if if you like to have a cocktail, I, I honestly God to think having a, a cocktail hour at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we do our cocktail hour from five to six, whether we do a Facebook Live or not. And I we do it right. We bring an ice bucket to the bar mm-hmm. and uh, I put out a linen little thing and put the Baccarat glasses on the top of it. What it's done for my husband and I, it relaxes us. It's a time just for us. Uh, it's a time in better times when we can invite people over and just sort of sit around the bar and we have a beautiful view from the bar. We're kind of raised here on the mountain. I put on Diana Krall's channel on Sonos. So we've got the cocktail music on behind us. And there are nights when we dance. There are nights when he sits opposite me. There are nights he sits next to me. Uh, I always end up kissing him. I touch his face all the time. And the the result of this is romance.
0: Hmm.
1: And um, we've been romantic, but during this uh, coronavirus it's more romantic and you realize um, how great it is to have someone. So if you have someone, cherish that someone, fall in love again, adore that person. That's how I feel about Alan. I, the words cherish and adore come up all the time. And and that's also because with his fractured hip, there he was. He had to do everything for me. And I mean Everything. And he did it. I kept thanking him. He said, you don't have to thank me. He said, I'm honored to do it. It's not terribly conducive to dancing. I'll just tell you that.
2: Right. On your property, you mentioned your property. You had caused a sensation, I guess, earlier this year, right, where you and Alan were strolling around your property and you ended up sort of being inspired by nature and stripped down. And he took a a nude, a really great nude photo of you that caused sort of a huge sensation. What have the effects of that photo been since you made that public?
1: The picture was taken because I'm visual and I were walking and I said, oh my God, this, these tall grasses here are the same color as my hair. So I said, let me lean down. So I got down in the grasses and I combined my hair with, with the grasses. And I thought, what a pretty picture. Then when I turned 73, um, I said, here I am, 73 in my birthday suit. And I didn't realize it looked that naked. I I, <laughs> I really didn't, it was quite naked. Because I only saw it on his uh cell phone. But mm-hmm. when it, you know, it was, when it became screen size, it was like, whoa, there they are. <laughs> and then I thought, you know, the you can't lie about your age anymore. You can't lie about anything. And um You know, I thought when I was 73, I would be old. And I am chronologically, I guess, but I'm not old. And I wanted people to see that at 73, you still have your juice and it it ain't over.
2: Are are you going to start working on your next book, I guess, during this time? It seems like you have more to write about.
1: I have, honestly, I have five books in my head right now. Wow. Wow. I, I, I never planned to be a writer and I don't even, I feel like something works through me and says, okay, here, we're going to do this next. I don't know what that is, <laughs> uh, but whatever it is, I bless it. Bless it.
2: Great. So I guess we'll see you at big Al's.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think tonight, tonight at five o'clock uh, California time.
2: Have, right. Come have a
1: drink with us. Watch cool. Yeah. You, you will like it. And uh, you'll get to see big Al. Yeah. Who's um, so cool. Here, <laughs> I love come, it. Want to see Big Al? Come here, Big Al. Stick your face in here. Come here, Big Al. Here's Big Al. Big
0: Al. Okay. Big Al. Oh.
1: Yeah, when I met him, he was so famous, I couldn't believe he asked me out. And I couldn't believe he went out with me. I know. Yeah. And he took advantage. He took advantage. No, I didn't. She took advantage. No, I of did. Me. I did.
2: <laughs> I idea. know. So, I just I tagged along. You're giving us all hope yeah Yeah. (laughs)
1: thank you thank
2: you so much it's great to uh to talk to you we really appreciate it and hope to have you back again
1: um i'm not going anywhere
0: so (laughs) 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 Lindsay lohan is back with a new single and she talked to page six's mara siegler all about her upcoming album and why she thinks this whole pandemic began
2: She's got some interesting theories, Maggie, on this whole coronavirus thing.
0: Did I think I would want to know what Lindsay Lohan thought about all of this? No. But when I read it, I was like, wow, I missed Lindsay Lohan being out in the world. She is good for some good quotes.
2: What did she say?
0: Well, first of all, her new album is like dance hits. Like you're going to hear these in the clubs if we ever go back to clubs. And she said that the album has a lot of memories from her life in California, and it's a remembrance of things she saw and felt when she was in her early 20s. Now, mm. Lohan, she's now 33. So some distance, some time may result in some perspective.
2: I think, though, she's really smart because what do people want to hear from Lindsay Lohan? They kind of aren't very interested in what's going on in her life now, per se but I think people would want to hear about what she was seeing and feeling. I think Lindsay Lohan is onto something here because unfortunately I don't think people are too interested in what's going on in her life right now as evidenced by the short-lived reality show that she had about her short-lived nightclub in Greece. But I think people do want to hear about what she was seeing and what she was feeling in her 20s in hollywood when she mm-hmm. was on the scene living yeah. at the chateau marmont
0: oh my god those were the days those were like for me when i first started really really getting into tabloid journalism when i was like this is the best
2: see that's <laughs> it this is what she's tapping into maggie yeah her, nostalgia. nostalgia she also said about this album that um the other tracks on the album so she just re- released a single a new single called back to me she said that <laughs> The other tracks on the album are going to be uplifting and fun. The goal is for me to have a fun album that we can dance to. And that music is a way of personal expression and a way to connect with my fans on a different level. I love to dance and I love listening to music. It felt like the right time. Hmm.
0: If there was ever a time for a dance party at home, I guess it is now.
2: I guess so. So we listened to um, the new single Back to Me. Are we gonna play we a few seconds of it?
0: Yeah, take hit it. Okay, so in an alternate universe where we are not quarantined, where are you when you first hear this song, Ian? Set the scene for me. Oh,
2: where am I when I? Fir- oh, that's amazing like where would I be if I was in the outside world the first time that I heard back to me? I know exactly where I'd be. I'd be sitting at home in front of my TV watching the Vanderpump Rules because to me, this is exactly the type of music. So back from like The Hills, or I, I think it like it really started with The Hills. There was like a genre of music that began that was like this kind of like reality show, like in between scenes when there's like a crane shot of like the four o five. You know, and then it's like and, you know, the best examples of it are like even the theme song to the hills, like amazing and Vanderpump are that exact genre of music. It's like Bravo music or something. Yes, it was. And so this back to me song, it is exactly what you're going to be hearing in between two scenes on a Bravo reality show as there's like some sort of time lapse thing with like a highway and the sun going down and then Mm -hmm. people are putting on their party tops.
0: Nailed it. Maybe in the new world, you can become a producer for reality TV because I am here for your vision, man. It is really good. Thank you.
2: Oh my God. Thanks Maggie. From your lips to Andy Cohen's ears. (laughs) Um, So that's glorious. But
0: Mara also talked to Lindsay about what she's doing right now. And I think that's also brilliant. She says that she's been using her time in isolation to exercise cook. She's brushing up on her French again. I didn't know Lindsay Lohan spoke French. She's Yet reading. Too. She's journaling. She's watching a lot of films. And, of course, occasional reality TV.
2: Hence the inspiration for some of these tracks. Mm-hmm. So her cool. her last song. So you might remember, Maggie, back in June, we had exclusively reported um mara had exclusively reported our own mara siegler that Lindsay lohan had signed to casablanca records which was her old label her former label and, and then last fall she released a song called xanax
0: mm.
2: um on instagram i think it was exclusively available on instagram
0: should we talk <laughs> like to spotify many... <laughs> See if they can do anything her.
2: yeah So now this other single, Back to Me, has trickled out. I'm actually sort of – it's weird. I think in a way the coronavirus pandemic would make people nostalgic for a simpler time when you could interact with other people without fear for your health and your life. And And so I think that –
0: When people were bathed in warm lighting (laughs) and they had beautiful tans and (laughs) – sun-kissed hair and all this great stuff instead of just watching your colleagues washed out on zoom
2: well exactly and i think that this album like the timing of this release for her could be could be good
0: but can we talk about why she thinks the pandemic happened because that's another oh, no. bombshell.
2: oh god why she
0: thinks that the pandemic is god's way this is a quote is god's way of telling us to be less careless to our universe and each other We need to unite more and be more caring to one another. Appreciate the simple things in life. Live more in gratitude. Now, I don't know what the reasons for the pandemic are, but the idea of living more in gratitude, I can get behind.
2: Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it, Maggie. Take it from Potty Poo Poo Shalala.
0: Well, that is it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara Williams and Melissa Kessaris. We would love to hear your questions and your ideas. Is there a celebrity you would love for us to dish on? Please email us your hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page exclusives. 66- Exclusives. See you then.